0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode, episode eight, which discusses um, the psychology of money and clutter. So I want to begin by sharing with you some background information about why we spend money and the psychology behind all of that, and just kind of dive into those topics So as a society, we love to spend money and hold on to items that we don't need in order to survive. The average American home has over 300,000 items in their possession. (laughs) That's incredible when you think about it. While the average family has shrunk in size, our homes have continued to expand while we spend money on storage, rental units and other non-essential items. Part of what keeps us stuck in this clutter isn't necessarily our upbringing, although that does play a role. Part of it is also our evolution as humans. Stephanie Preston, a behavioral neuroscientist and professor of psychology at the University of Michigan, explains it like this hoarding is actually a totally normal and adaptive behavior that kicks in anytime there is an uneven supply of resources. Everyone hoards, even during the best times, without even thinking about it. People like to have beans in the pantry, money in their savings, and chocolates hidden away from their children. These are all hoards. I want you to know that these are not necessarily bad things to have. It becomes a problem when it inhibits us to break through the hoard and these collections of clutter, and be able to be an active member of life and enjoying the moment of where we are and the situation that is before us. Clutter can get in the way of our happiness and our enjoyment, and that is when it starts to affect our daily activities. So knowing that we are already hardwired in this manner from our past, spanning over many generations, you can see why some people really struggle to let go of the clutter. We didn't always have what we needed, and storing things for supplies to get us through harsh winters is something that has carried over into our current society. Being buried in clutter can cause us to miss important dates, such as bill reminders, late fees, and past due notices can add up over time, and having less clutter is, li- is linked to having more liquid income. So since clutter can consume our physical spaces, it can also play a role in our ability to pay bills on time and to keep up with everything as our day goes on. How many of us have had late fees because we misplaced an important bill or two? I know I have more than once and more than I care to admit. In fact, sometimes bills get so lost that they go into collections. And I realize that, you know, I get the collection notice after the fact. And then I contact them and say, can I just pay the, you know, the office instead of you people and by most standards, you can, sometimes you can't, but You know, that feeling of helplessness, of feeling like you're failing as an adult, but also feeling like we're being defeated because we can't even manage this time management properly, you know? So it can feel defeating and make us feel like we're just not where we should be, right? But all is well. Everyone has these problems and everyone has their own setbacks, So I want to share with you some statistics of clutter from the simplicityhabit.com. The average adult between the ages of 25 and 34 spends $161 a month on clothing and adults 35 to 44 spend $209 a month. The average family spends $1,800 per year on clothing. Globally, the apparel industry is worth an amazing $2.4 trillion. Women have on average $1,000 to $2,500 worth of clothing sitting in their wardrobe and only 9% of those have 10,000 or more sitting in their closet. The average American throws away about 81 pounds of clothing every year. 80% of the items people keep are never used. So remember, we have over 300,000 items in our homes and over 80% of those items are never used. Food for thought. Americans collectively spend $2.7 billion every year replacing items we can't find. Raise your hand if you've ever had to buy something over and over and over again. When my kids were little and they were in scouts, I when we were moving, I found all of our little glue stick, glue guns. We must have like 13 of them because I kept buying them over and over again because they kept getting lost. And because I was one of the leaders for our Cub Scout pack, I had to have these on hand for our meetings. So it's like almost every few months, I have to go and buy another set of these replacement items, just so we could have our meeting and be able to do what we needed to do with the the, the kids during these meetings. So you are not alone in that. Americans also spend an average of 2.5 days per year looking for misplaced stuff. Raise your hand if you look for stuff all the time. right here. Thank you, St. Anthony, for helping me find my stuff. Uh, An additional 4.5 hours a week is spent looking for digital documents. Who loses digital documents? Right here, baby. So credit card debt um, has totaled over $1 trillion dollars. 78% of United States workers live paycheck to paycheck. The average American spends $18,000 a year on non-essential items. We talked about this before. Women's stress levels are directly proportional to the amount of stuff in their homes. So the more stuff you have, the more clutter you have, the more emotionally drained you are, the more stressed you are, right? And getting rid of your clutter eliminates 40% of the housework in the average home. And we've talked about this in other podcast episodes as well. Next Avenue reports that 23% of Americans pay their bills late and incur extra charges because they can't find their bills. And then there's overdue library books. The average community library collects hundred eighty two thousand dollars and overdue fines every single year. And as a homeschooling family, I can attest to this. I remember when my kids were younger and we'd go to the library, we'd check out you know 15 to 20 books because everybody wanted you know a couple of books. my kids love to read. I've talked about this before. and they'd end up losing them. And then I'd end up having to continue to um, renew them instead of bringing them back. So I just go to the website and just renew being able to keep it for a longer period of time to give myself time to look for this this book that was, um, that was missing. And I'm sure you can relate to that. Uh, American families throw away 25% of the food they buy. How much money are you spending on food that goes into the trash and never eaten? A family of four can waste up to $2,275 a year. So what can you be doing with almost $5,000 every year? The hidden clue to financial chaos is right there under the clutter, says Dorothy Bredginger. Organiz- organizing expert for the TV series Hoarding and the author of Stuff Your Face or Face Your Stuff: The Organized Approach to Losing to Lose Weight by Decluttering Your Life. When I was, when I start the decluttering process with a client, it's clear that the chaos keeps them from the financial from financial freedom. So, how can you break free? Number one, look at your buying patterns. What do you observe? What foods do you tend to eat more of? And what foods are you ignoring? But buy because it's healthy. Think about what you're purchasing and keep the purchases to those that you know you want and enjoy and you're going to consume. Now, that doesn't mean kick out all the healthy food because you just enjoy all the junk. Maybe start shifting your buying habits and your behavioral habits and buying more healthy things and less junk food and getting into the habit of eating, you know, fruits and vegetables or um, different types of snacks that are going to be beneficial for you in a healthy way, rather than snacking on say potato chips or something. So think about what it is that you're purchasing and how those purchases are being made and how frequently you are going to the store. Always go to the store on a full stomach. Never go shopping on an empty stomach. You will end up buying things you do not need. Trust me. (laughs) When you go shopping, do you ever find yourself window shopping or buying things that you don't need? Why? Remember in the past episodes, I suggest that putting your money aside that you are buying or you want to buy, set it aside for something fun like a family outing, a dinner out, or a vacation. How can you utilize that money to benefit the whole family instead of buying something, you know, $20 here or $40 there? And every month it just adds up. And over the process of an entire year, it's almost $18,000. What can you do with that money instead? So what is your relationship with money? Are you tracking your spending habits? Are you tracking what is going in your bank account and what is going out of your bank account? And if not, why not? Find apps or appropriate, you know, there are so many um, Excel sheets out there that can help you with your budget and everything and keeping money readily available, what it is that you're spending and what it is that you're saving. So track those spending habits so you know exactly what you have, where it's going and why it's going there. And get your family involved. You know there are apps on you know that you can use at Google Play Store, the Apple um, place, uh, the Apple Store, any of those areas where you can just click, download, and simply you know take a screenshot of your receipts, and it'll track for you. You know those are the things you want to start doing so that you can see visually where your money is going and review every week or even every day. You know take ten minutes out of your evening before you go to bed and say where did my money go today how can i do better for tomorrow so um do you track your money gifts things that come to you such as free coffee from a stranger or perhaps you won a meal from a restaurant or you won something at um an event that you attended you know i i tend to win a lot of things and so does my son timmy um i remember one year we were doing um a Halloween thing and he just kept winning over and over. I think he won like 20 times at this one game that they were playing. And it really was like incredible to so many people that he would constantly win and he just collected all of his goodies and and he was just so happy that he won all those things. And so what is your mindset of that? How do you accept the opportunity to win like that, to accept and receive? so easily as he has in the past. And I guarantee once you start looking at things differently and start receiving with open hands and open arms and just being grateful for those opportunities, you'll start seeing them trickle in a little bit more. So what about money pops into your mind when you hear that word? What is it about money from your childhood? What are your first money memories? And I know for me, um, it was knowing that we didn't have enough money because my parents constantly thought that we didn't have any money. Um, We ended up having to rely on food stamps. We had to rely on um, money from our church. And so I constantly heard these arguments about how we didn't have any money when I was younger, like, you know, really young, five, six years old. And my parents would take us out to dinner every once in a while, every, you know, on a Sunday, which is rare, but they did. And during those times I would refuse to eat because we were constantly told we didn't have any money. So it's my way of not spending money because I didn't wanna be responsible for spending the money And my parents fighting because we didn't have any money. And because of this, it frustrated my parents so, so much. I would always get into trouble for this behavior, like constantly, like my parents didn't understand and I didn't know how to explain it to them because I would say, we don't have the money for this. Why are we doing this? And they'd be like, don't worry about it. But when you constantly hear over and over how there's no money, to put food on the table, there's no money to pay for the bills. There's no money, and they're constantly fighting over no money. You know, when we come together as a family, and we were sitting there in what should have been an enjoyable experience for me, was totally like I I don't want to be responsible for their fighting over money, and so that's why I refused to <laughs> eat when we would go out, and and it was this never under, never ending cycle of me not eating and refusing to eat. Um, and my parents punishing me for that. Um, because I felt like I was contributing to them, not fighting because we were, I wasn't spending money that they didn't have. That makes sense. And my parents never explained it to me saying that, Oh, we have extra money this month and we want to treat you guys to something fun. Um, They never shared that with us. And so I think that kind of reinforced that thought of not having enough money because they never shared with us when we did have the money. Okay. So I only grew up knowing that people constantly fought over money. And, and, and today, you know, my money relationship is a little bit more different I'm not as um, reserved, (laughs) I guess, when I go out. I actually enjoy, you know, a good meal. Um, It took me a really long time to enjoy food. Um, And you might see something like that in yourself where you buy the cheapest thing or you go out and you don't spend a whole lot because you were raised in that kind of environment the same as I was. And so you restrict yourself and you don't allow yourself to enjoy. And it has taken me many, many, many years to get rid of that restriction and to really enjoy and take pleasure in the food that is being given and the food that I receive. And it is such a wonderful feeling to know that you have that opportunity to just enjoy that moment, right? So those are some things that I wanted to share with you today. I want you to go into where your money memories are, kind of dig deep, um, write it all down. And this may be kind of an emotional exercise for you to do. So make sure you're spending time alone And if you want to have an accountability partner, you know, hook up with a friend and say, this is what I'm doing. You don't have to do anything. Just be there with me and in the present and just allow me to release everything that's coming up for me in a safe, in a safe environment. And if you find yourself unable to find somebody that can hold that space for you, definitely reach out. And I'll give you my information in a, in a few minutes, but I want you, as you do this exercise, take the time to look over everything that you've written out and then reaffirm to yourself that you are not a bad person for having those beliefs. You are not a bad person for how you handle money today or yesterday. You are an incredible worthy individual and reaffirm that to yourself every single Step that you remember, every single memory that you remember, and breathe in all that the universe has to offer for you, and breathe out and release all that stuff that's holding you back, that's junking up inside of you. Just let it go. So, again, if you're struggling to stay accountable with regards to spending money and buying unnecessary items, then I encourage you to reach out to me at heartledconcierge.com backslash schedule. One of these days, I'm going to get that right and set up your free consultation so we can review where you are and where you want to be. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I look forward to our next conversation. Take care.